Hey Geekscapists, I'm here with Liam Lynch, the creator of Syphil and Ollie. And if you guys were on the internet this past weekend, you probably didn't miss the fact that Syphil and Ollie returned to Machinima. Uh, they've got these new Machinima episodes. Uh, I welcome all of you guys to check them out. And it's classic Syphil and Ollie, as you remember, from MTV2. And they're reviewing video games, but there's a twist. These video games don't exist, do they? No, no, no. <laughs> like, like you're making these video games yeah. up. Yeah. What was the idea? Um, first off, this, I think it's two parts: bringing Siflinali back, yeah, and then bringing them back with this twist that they're actually going to be a video game like review yeah. type thing. <laughs> well, um, I just felt as dumb as it is. I just felt like making Siflinalis again. Right. I haven't for ten years. I mean, they re- the characters reverted back to me three years after they went off the air. So I've I've had them. I can do whatever I want with the characters for the last seven years or so. That's a great deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. like usually you work with somebody like, like any, like a Viacom company, which you were with MTV2, and they keep yeah. them. Yeah, they would keep, well, they would keep the characters. I mean, they keep their episodes of course, that they of course, paid me yeah. to make, and it's theirs. They own them. Um, the first two seasons. The third one you get from the website, right? The third season was never released, um, but it might they, there might be some news in releasing okay. all that all right. stuff coming up soon. So, but um, so I could have made Siflinali's years ago, but it just didn't. It wasn't the right time. Like I just felt like I missed seeing them, or I, and also uh, seeing them anytime I would see them, it just looking shitty and old. So you, you, know you would mean? watch like, like the, the episodes that were from 98, like, yeah, they're, and they're you'd be like, YouTube. this doesn't well, hold muster the, anymore. No, I mean, the audio is destroyed, the picture's shitty, the, it's in super, super low res, because not only was it shot at standard, all TVs were standard right, right. resolution, but they were up, usually uploaded it to YouTube back when it was really small size videos on YouTube right. also, so... Um, so I just wanted to see them looking good and make something new. And I'm a huge gamer for my whole life. I've been a huge gamer, and I and I wanted. There were always Syphil and Ollie things on the MTV episodes that were about video games, like we talked about video games on the show. But it was always random and throughout things, or a song, or you know. And um, it just seemed like the perfect thing for them to to do game reviews like because i want to do game reviews and when i'm playing video games i'm always like thinking, channeling the voices well, like what, what they no say no no I'm, I'm always thinking of funny things when i'm playing video games and I'm, and and um like when i play video games or my my girlfriend will sit and watch and i'll it's like entertainment like you kind of get into funny scenes and mm-hmm. you, you know it's it's entertaining besides what the game was meant to be and um and also I know those kind of frustrations that come with certain games and, and things that bother me about certain games. What would some be? Name names. Don't be afraid to name names. This dude I know? <laughs> um, uh, no, you know, like there's, there's, there's certain... There's shit that doesn't make sense. Like, like in Mass Effect, when you want to walk onto the bridge and you have to go through that scanner. <laughs> And you just kind of like, and who are those two people there? <laughs> and you're just kind of in that room, and you're like, okay, let's just walk through the door. Why can't I walk through? Why do I have to be scanned? Did I get dirty did you, somewhere in the ship? Why am I scanning? Did you play Eleanor? 
I played it, but I didn't finish it because I got I got bored with it. Yeah, I got about three quarters of the way through. Me but, too. But that was the entertainment for our household. Like that replaced Netflix for a little bit because my wife would watch me. She likes all the Mad Men actors. She yeah, likes yeah. all those guys, and she'd be like, "Yeah, I'll play some Alien Noir yeah, while yeah. I watch it." But you're right; it it kind of exhausted itself, and some stuff didn't make sense. Like when you're checking for clues, you're basically yeah. going around the inside of somebody's house, just rubbing your junk across all their That's counters. Exactly <laughs> like you're, you're, doing, yeah. you're just rubbing your junk yeah, on everything. Yeah. I don't. See and then every anything. now and then something would vibrate your junk, and yeah. you would pick something up, and you would turn it. And, yep. and it's like real life in that. Yeah. Way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually wanted to do a skip for you guys. We're here at Machinima recording this. I wanted to do a skip for Machinima, but Jeremy uh, here at Machinima was like, "Oh, but that game's." game a year old and I was like dude but this gets fucking funny it was going to have us as period actors going to like a, a period we we're going to find like a house in Culver mm-hmm. City or something that like looked like 1940s and we we're going to pull up and be like so, ma'am, uh, we'd like to search your house for clues. And it would just be us rubbing our dicks like, on, <laughs> on, on everything. Like. That's what it's like. And then all of a sudden picking something up. Talk to Jeremy and tell him you want to do that. Because it's like literally like, dude, that's, get, that's the game. Yeah, that's yeah. the entire game. And then, of course, like you find out somebody has a size 8 shoe, and so you shoot them in the face. Because they, they have to be yeah, guilty exactly. if they have a size yeah, 8 yeah. shoe. But you're right. There are things in games that, uh, that just intended. lend them. Yeah. They just so lend themselves we to don't, this commentary. You know, in these episodes, I'm not... Uh, it's not like um, we're going to review a real game, but it's, it's going to be a spoof. Because everybody fucking does that. Right. It's like, I don't want to review a game that... There are five million other videos that people are reviewing the same game and trying to be funny and different from each other. It's like, I, yeah, why? no, no, you want to write, you want to, you want to set yourself apart from all that. You know yeah. what? When I was in school, Brian Eno came and lectured, and he said, "In life, there are targets that everyone tries to hit, and what you get is eight million arrows coming at a target, and they're all deflecting each other. All the arrows are nine to the right. Or you can set up your own target that no one's shooting at and just nail bullseyes. Wow. So, and it's true. And, yeah. and so... And this um, was in Liverpool? Yeah, that yeah. was in Liverpool. But, and so it's like, I didn't want to do what a, you know, a normal thing. And it also, it's, it's not very creative. You can find creative ways to review a, a video game. A lot sure. of people do. But um, I just wanted to make it. It becomes that games. much harder, I also too. Like, I also like doing 3D animation. So it was a, it was a chance to create game footage mm-hmm. gameplay footage so i you see you see these video games in these episodes and um but it's all fake in that opening you know? like like the going into the studio and so like that that's a that's a 3d modeling yeah i did that like because yeah. it, it looks great it looks like a, it looks like miniature at some point yeah no it's just 3d modeling and stuff so but um so anyways uh i'm just rambling no now. no we're, but, we're, um, we're, but i really wanted to because i'm a gamer because I love animation and Stiffle and Ollie, it just is. I was getting all these ideas for fake games, and it just made total <laughs> sense. And so I, I was like, I have everything. I have everything I need to um, produce the episodes myself. So I came into these guys, and Lon and I had been talking and stuff about doing something together, and I, and I pitched it to them because it just made sense. It's like the perfect place. And um, somebody actually, when I was doing that thing, the uh, Gawker. Yeah, you were just doing a Gawker. A Gawker. Yeah. This, yeah. When I was doing that, somebody asked, you know, if this was 1998, or if you had just, if you were just starting Syphilis for the first time now, would you have ever brought it to a network, mm-hmm. or would, and or would you have just done it online? And I probably would have just done it online, right? Um, because I think that's more the spirit of the show, you know. And um, 
Even though it was sock puppets, I mean, back when it was on TV, it was pretty punk rock about, um, and it was pretty anti anything. It was like, how little can you do and still consider it a show? Well, you, like, how minimal can you get? You never, I mean, you didn't always intend for it to be a show. You got, you got, I mean, it was like interstitials at first, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I started them as, as interstitials for MTV Europe. Yeah. And I did 110 Jesus. Uh, shorts. Yeah. And, um, and so, and MTV Europe would have nothing to do with MTV America. They had a lot of sibling rivalry. And um, so I was sending tapes of like 100 shorts or whatever to MTV America and, you know, calling from England trying to get them to watch the tapes. And, of course, at MTV, every week, every person there is new. Right, right. They revolve people so quickly that I'd have to find who had the job that week <laughs> that of whose desk the tape was buried on, on and, um, and get them to be, you know, to, to watch it. And when they did watch it, that's why the show works. It worked in little vignettes because I wanted I wanted to keep them like those sh- those shorts. Right. You know? So each of them so, has like a, an impact. Yeah, and each of them ha- has a limit because you don't want to s- see like a half hour show of just one thing. Like with that, it doesn't. You know, it has a limit. But that was part of MTV2's heyday. I mean, like uh, Tom Green came around. Well, it was that on time. MTV, a regular. Yeah. MTV. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. mean you had Tom Green? Remember yeah. Austin stories? Mm-hmm. Undressed. Mm-hmm. Like that entire. Yeah. 98 they, to well, 2001 they area. reality television right. with real world. Yeah. There was no reality television. Was know? there like a particular program? Except maybe Candid Camera, if that's reality. Was there like a programmer at MTV that was pushing for stuff like this? Yeah. Um, there were... Um, you know what I think helped it, actually, was South Park had yeah. just come out. It was like the first season of South Park, and it was a huge hit. And I think that there is a level of that. The weird thing about South Park, it doesn't look like it to us now, but at the time when that came out, it was like, oh my God, it looks so low budget. It looks it so simple. Like people were blown away by how it looked, that it looked like cardboard cut out. But and they were back then. I mean, when you watched that first yeah, season, yeah, like, that the, was. Yeah, but I think that it gave them enough balls to take a chance on something that looked cheap. Right. That that could that it didn't matter what the medium looked like, that it was the personality or the attitude of it. And so I think that's really like why they took a chance. You get some credibility from doing that. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean Tom Green was off of Access Channel and uh-huh. this and yeah. that. So um I mean you kinda wish that, that there was an outlet for that on television, but I think television we just have to understand is is dying. Yeah, you know? they're I mean, in a slow motion suicide. And it's like I mean, maybe you know adult, swim, like? adult Swim, maybe the Tim and Eric stuff, and, like, that kind of stuff. There's still, like, those safe havens for that kind of, yeah. like, counterculture weird stuff. There are but. places for that, but the Internet is really the place for that. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to be seen because you're literally, it's like, I'm in outer space. Come see my show <laughs> if you're in this part of outer space. You know, it's like, that's, that's the, the hard, it's hard to hang flyers in cyberspace. Right. And um, that's really the main problem. So you kind of need the big networks. I just imagine networks. you in, in Second Life walking around being like, hey, guys, come over to my YouTube. <laughs> you guys want to play Second Life today? <laughs> I, Is anybody there? No, it's awesome. I got the whole place to myself. I think I saw someone on my Facebook yesterday literally be like, hey, is anybody else still playing Second Life? Or, yeah, I was like, life. who? Second what? Life. Yeah, no. I mean, Nobody is. Is the realm still open? Can I, still I, I don't, there? I don't like, know. I mean, they, everybody thought it was the future. They was like, hey, man, 
They got political campaigns putting up parts of Second Life. It's like no. There should be some kind of movement where people go back there. And <laughs> the lawnmower it. man's there, and he's yeah. just fucking killing people. Like, <laughs> it's just Job, just and giant just... head spinning and cubistic. Cute, Pierce Do- Brosnan's trying Dolly, to stop him. Salvador Dali nightmare. Um, give us a taste, uh, if you can, of some of the uh, the video game spoofs that you're going to be throwing. Um, well, there's a mix of things, you know, because it's of the first season. Sure. Um, this was still kind of a test. How many know. episodes, guys? There's eight. There's eight, eight. episodes. Right. And um, nine if you count the promo. Sure. And um, We'll count the promo. Okay. There's nine. nine. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was still kind of a test to see how they would be received. And um, I knew, I, I didn't know how it would be received. So I kind of did different sorts of things to see what people like with these first ones. And so there's a little bit of a litmus test sort of going on with it. And, um, some games are complete bullshit based <laughs> on me in the shower going, <laughs> that's weird. The other ones are spoof, more spoof, where yeah. we play Mach Effect 3. Right. Where, you know, man will never get to the reaches of space till he can travel faster than sound itself. <laughs> you know, and so it's the Mach Effect. The Mach Effect relays enable that's us to totally. go faster than sound. Um, so... Uh, you know, there's these spoof. There's re- redhead redemption. Where you get to see how difficult it was being a redhead in the Back old in the west because everybody fucking. Did you like the original you. game? It's one of my favorite games, maybe of ever. I 100 percent. And, and like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna shave I have a fucking bear it from start to finish. It's so open and it's beautiful. Right. It's peaceful if you want it to be peaceful. Like, I'll just ride around in the desert because it looks awesome. I, I, need, I mean, we need another one of those games. You know, I absolutely and hopefully, San Andreas has an open world element to it. That's that exactly like what, it. That's what you're on the same page. I, I've played through Red Dead probably nine or ten times, for, doing everything in it, getting right. all the suits, getting all the mm-hmm. everything, and, um, and finishing the game. Nine times through, and my girlfriend loves it too. And so we'll we'll watch it like a show. Like we'll put and sometimes do the storyline, and sometimes just fuck yeah. off and just ride around and do weird shit, and you know tie people and was throw the them on Zod- railroad tracks and stuff. Was the Undead Nightmare too much? What's that? There was the DLC too much though. The Undead Nightmare. She. It was great because we played it that Halloween when it came out. We played it Halloween and it was super scary. But it's, it it adds a stress element that I don't like in the game. Yes. And you <laughs> I'm know with why? You. Zombie animals. Yes. I don't want zombie cougars. Uh, the zombie that's walking towards me is scary enough. That's fine. I yeah. don't want zombie squirrel. It's got this dread mood to it that you don't want to be wrapping yourself around for yeah. that long. And you know what else you scared can't escape me? It. Here's a bad thing about the zombie. When you become zombie John Marston, you grunt and stuff just naturally, and it sounds like it's. Uh, zombie right behind you grunting. <laughs> so you're always like, uh, huh, uh, 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 uh. Like you keep turning around, looking like you're thinking you made the sound and then you think there was something and then you make a noise. So <clears throat> I did not like that. But um, we just play the regular one and yeah. I, I love it. I, I think, and I'm really excited about Grand Theft Auto 5 because I'm hoping that it has. I see it, I saw that the stills they just released. <clears throat> There's like a crop duster and yep. some nature and stuff. And I was like, yeah. You can go in like the canyons and ride yeah, a bike around. Yeah, I mean around. that's good because Rockstar really does nature systems and lighting kick ass. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about. I'm really excited about that. And Max Payne as well. I, that's the other one that I really love, and I 
been playing. But um, so, anyways, yeah, Red Red Hat Redemption was one. And there's a lot of fake games. Um, if you've seen the episode that's up right now, we have a, a Connect game, which <laughs> for Syphil and Ollie, it's Kinetic. Is the, right. it's called Kinetic, and um, it's called Slap Dad Ass Beat Jams, where <laughs> it's a music game where you just have an ass bouncing in front of you, and you keep the beat by slapping the ass to the beat, and it's, so it's like a music game. And um, so you can check that out because that one's up there now. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think. So any any ones come to mind that you can think of? I mean, I think the audience. Uh, I think the audience is just gonna have to watch the episode. Yeah, they yeah. need to just, just watch the episode. Watch them. I don't want to. We can give them to you now, but like, just yeah. watch them. Yeah, but there's a mix of things. So when do the rest of the episodes start coming out? Like literally, they're coming out like every, every Sunday. These episodes mm-hmm. come out. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys get on it. I mean, the, the the preview episode it was about eight nine minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. Is that about the the length of? They vary between like maybe six minutes and nine to ten minutes. Right. Yeah. You, that's the other thing about the internet that that television just is it can't do, is that the the form fits the function. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And on the internet, you can. You can tailor. Yeah, that was a real su- problem yeah. with Syphil and Ollie on M- when it was on MTV. Would you find yourself making filler at any point and being like, "Oh shit, uh, yeah, how the fuck am I going?" Yeah, and sometimes it's like we need a thirty-second thing, and it's like, "What? <laughs> how you, but up, but up." Yeah, you okay, basically pulled. There we go. Can you're, we you that? basically pulled everything out of your brain, and you're like, "Guys, I just exhausted myself yeah. getting." Well, it it was really complicated because they we had they had music videos in the first. Right. those first few seasons and we had A shows and B shows so we had one show that had a certain uh, number of segments like interviews with Chester and just regular interviews and you know a song And but then we had a B show that had like um, letters to Chester and Precious Roy and all these things and they we had to make them so that you had an A show and a B show with music videos, mm-hmm. and then you could take the music videos out, and the A and B would go together and form a solid half hour. That they could uh, just program with, at night. Yeah. yeah. So so that they could test it to run them. First, they were going to run them all with videos, and then take the halfway. Then when after those forty air, they'll um, condense them into twenty half hour without videos. So it was like a puzzle to to write and get all the timing right, so that when you took the videos out, they would they would equal the amount they want. And it, it was really hard. And that's why we had to do things like we had Syphil and Ollie News, which was like made just to fill those weird gaps. But some of them were like, okay, we have twenty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you want me to do? Comment on a picture? I'll, how about I yeah. count to twenty? Does that sound right. good? Have Syphil or Ollie <laughs> count count to twenty. <laughs> yeah, because like, what else are you gonna do? Right. Yeah, we have 20 seconds. Okay, one, two, three, and just that's the piece. When they ultimately can, I mean, did they cancel it or did you just exhaust it? They canceled it. And, and, canceled. and were you upset? I mean, or I mean, how long? How much longer could you have done Sifonali in that incarnation that you're talking about now? Because it sounds exhausting. It sounded like it was really exhausting. One of the worst parts was um, that I got really bad carpal tunnel because I did all the puppeting. Right. And when I'd have to puppet it, why? To puppet why all not? Of them. At that point, why not just get other people to do them? They don't they get it. Do it. Well, they can't do it. They can't do it. It's there's a style to it, and the, <laughs> there actually is. And, yeah, I know. And the, the socks were actually I when I made Sifonali, I put socks on my hands, and then I sewed them around my hands. Oh, so yeah. They don't fit like no one else no. could even put them on. They're 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 shaped like my. Hands. And you only made one puppet for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only, so so it's like. Um, 
I had to do it. And, and also there were subtleties, and I had heard, heard the audio. It would take somebody else a million times longer. Right, right, right. Because right. I had heard the audio. We'd record it all like a radio show first, and then I'd pump it to the playback. Right. So, um, so when they, I know, mean, I, was there a relief I, when they, I mean, was there anything in you that was like? Uh, yeah, there was. It, it was a relief when it, when it ended. And also keep in mind that I had been doing them for several years before they were right. ever on MTV America. So I'd been doing them for years and years at that point. And, um, I had carpal tunnel and I couldn't pop it. It hurt too bad. I actually wear a wristband on my wrist. Still. Still, because year back way back then I wore like an ace bandage really tight on my wrist because I had such bad carpal tunnel. And so then I started wearing wristbands. But now, if I don't wear it, I feel like I have a ghost wristband on. Get so the, I just really? you know because I have worn something. You're here like for an like army Ten vet. years. Yeah. You've got you got phantom pains. Dude, you wouldn't believe the <laughs> wristbands I feel like I'm wearing. So um. But uh, so that's why I learned 3D animation. Right. Um, we worked with Lightwave, and uh, when we were making Siphonali, we actually beta tested stuff for them, like technology in the for show. them. Yeah, when we did season three, we used one of the very first systems ever made to um, film straight from a camera into a computer. That's cool. Straight into a computer, and this was in. 99. It's like, it's like Lord of the Rings stuff right there yeah, you're working it, with. But we, we do it was crazy puppets. back then. It was pretty, nobody had that. And we, right. we tested their editing software. And, you know, so when the people from Lightwave came to set when we were doing season three and to help us set up this new technology yeah, that's this now 3D built, studio. Into every, built into every camera now, flash sure. drives in them, um, we, uh, they gave me a copy. They gave me Lightwave. So after Siphon and I got canceled, I'm like, well, guess I'll learn Lightwave. <laughs> that manual looks really long and like it'll take a long time. Did, that did, sounds good. Did it take you a while to segue into like um, the ten, the music videos, the Tenacious D stuff, no, the Sarah Silverman uh, stuff, or like was no, that just the music videos and stuff were happening while Siphon and Ollie was on right. TV? Like I was getting. Um, I was doing music. Because you were also a musician. Like yeah, yeah. And so, so you were you part of that? I mean, were you like hanging out with those guys? And yeah, and I I. You know, I tend to hang out with musicians, not actors, and right. um, and I I never went to school for directing or for film or anything like that. I went to music school. My my degree is in music, so um, and I get along with musicians and or uh, actors that are musicians. Mm -hmm. You know, because they usually act more like musicians. And so. that's how you developed like a, uh, a relationship with a tenacious D and this and that. And yeah. I mean, it, there's like a r r rhythm that you learn too in, in music that I don't, I don't think you you get. You, I mean, you can get it through film. Like someone like Woody Allen can get it, but he's getting it through humor. And he also is a musician. So yeah, musicians who are directors, timing. you know what it is? It's 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 timing, and it's um, writing song. Writing a song is exactly like editing video mm -hmm. because you 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 use this sort of just you know, inner sense of where the changes need or, or how long something should take. And um, it's really this all the same, it's really all the same thing. Right. You know, um, writing a script or writing a song or shooting a video or anything, it's all exactly the same process. You're just trying to find a sincere rhythm. It's self-editing and decision-making. Mm -hmm. It's just decision-making of like, and stop knowing when to stop yourself with things and what's worth it. But, um, I mean, so you make a, the Tenacious D tribute video and everybody loves it. Mm -hmm. And you guys are like, awesome. And then the movie comes out, I saw it in theaters. 
So, wow, you were one of the few so people that saw it in a the theater. I took my family to the Grove to see that movie. And I remember it was Thanksgiving weekend. They yeah, had come terrible, to LA. It was a terrible time to why, release it. Why release it in Thanksgiving? The worst time. And everybody that got that well, Oscar contention there was the got fired. is the answer Oscar contention. <laughs> Setting yeah. it up for award season. <laughs> you could not and they put it out against like release it the same right. day as like Happy Feet, yeah, the Happy new Feet. James Bond, all these family movies. And on Thanksgiving, everybody's I, going with their families and going to see family movies. My ticket voted for Pick a Destiny. And I got to tell you, we were laughing about Strawberry River probably that entire weekend. Probably at Thanksgiving, we were, we were probably laughing about Strawberry. I mean, I, I, I go to see a movie with my family on Thanksgiving because yeah. it's just such a boring day. Yeah, it is a boring you, You're day. like, we got to go to the movies. We got to do something. So that was, that was my Thanksgiving that, so... that year. And the Strawberry River sequence is the funniest shit ever. With John, with John C. Riley. Riley floating down the... Tra- you know what I'm talking about here, Lon? It's John Lon, C. Riley don't play. as Bigfoot. <laughs> right, John C. Riley as Bigfoot, and they're floating down the Strawberry River. Now, did you guys think it was going to do like the tribute, or did you see the release window they'd picked for it, and you were like, fuck? When we saw the release, it was like, fuck. It should have been yeah. released on... September the late? Like it should something? have been released around, uh, around Halloween, yeah. if anything. They had it. The movie had been done for like six months, and they were just sitting and waiting for Thanksgiving to release it. It's crazy. And it was like, yeah, it was ridiculous. That's not even it was counter- terrible. Uh, yeah. it was terrible. And that's what killed it, because you know what? It's a movie that, it's a dumb stoner movie, and either you're going to go there and be dumb with it, or you can't, right. or you're t- you have to be feel like you're smart about something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so pe- we knew people were going to either love it or hate it because people either love or hate Tenacious D. If you don't think Tenacious D is funny, you're not going to think the movie is funny. Right. So, um, but we feel like it. the release date did play a part in it not doing well. You did, you, did you, like, what happened? Did you uh, fall into a depression? Did you rediscover drugs? No, uh, I actually was uh, right, right when I finished the Tenacious D movie, um, I got a gig writing a script for Universal. And I spent two years writing this sci-fi rock thing. It's kind of like a, it's like heavy metal. It's right, like a that's heavy, cool. The heavy metal. I really do you know, do you do... know Kevin Eastman? The, no. the guy who owns heavy metal? He's, he created the, no, he created the Ninja Turtles? He was on Geekscape a couple months oh, ago. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Well, like I wanted to do something like that, an eye candy rock with space titties. Fantasy, space titties. but it's, it's Major all, boobage. It's all yeah, space titties? Is that what you Space said? titties, yeah. Um, <laughs> throw, some, throw some green ass space titties up in there. Do you guys do, I mean, it's, it's but, Geekscape. So, anyways, I, I worked on that and it was really like I was meeting with, um, with, whoops, sorry, with no, production, you know. You like, guys were good with, to, oh, you guys were almost going. I was going to direct it. Yeah. And it was all going and then the economy crashed. And everything crashed, and they said, we're not the same company that we were yesterday. Yeah. And they passed. It's like, we have to go back and look at everything we already own and make remake our old movies so they passed on it and but it reverted back to me i ha- own the script and and so i really want to i really want to do something with this so so lon from machinima is sitting in here with us and i gotta i gotta tell him i know i don't work here but maybe a marketing campaign you guys can think about is if you guys make sif Ollie, this machinima series a hit maybe one day you'll see space titties it's true. We I mean, is there a chance? Is there a chance that if this thing starts, you know, the Syphil and Ollie thing works, that that somebody will be Possible. like, "Yo, you, know you got a script with space titties I think in that it." This, I think this idea that that would have space titties in it could 
could also wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. are you telling me there weren't space titties in it before this conversation? There were space titties. Don't lie to in me. It. There were space. Don't titties. lie to me. I'm not there gonna sue some you. Sexy in it. Okay, it was sexy, but there, there were, were they were they bare space titties. They were not bare. Well, come on. You know what I can do is now that can you direct own it? you towards some websites <laughs> where, where they actually they there are pictures of boobs. I'm not kidding. The, the audience is like, yeah, we're on it right well, now. Yeah. It a, a but you wrote it as a musical. It was a rock opera, space no, rock it opera. Wasn't, no, it wasn't. A musical. Okay, do that was, shit too. Do it, the space rock opera. It wasn't the a space rock. Titties. It wasn't an opera. It wasn't like I will get in the spaceship and save your ass today. It, it was really it like, was Flash scenes set to songs. That work like almost like music videos um, more than that, but harsh, badass sci-fi shit that I was so into. So, anyways, didn't get to do that, and then um, did a uh, went into the studio with Dave Grohl mm-hmm. and John Paul Jones and Josh Homme for them Crooked Vultures, and um, was in the studio with them for months and months and filmed it all. Did a documentary. That's took cool. Took me a year. That's cool. I did all their album art too for them, Crooked Vultures, and then um, did a documentary for a year. And then they wanted me. Then by then they had were, you know, when we did when I filmed them, it was secret. Nobody knew they were recording because if they recorded something and they didn't like it, they didn't want people to have their hopes up yeah. or know they had even done it. So I couldn't even tell anybody where I was or what I was doing. And um, and then they. By the time I had finished the documentary, they were actually playing shows, and they had done a show that was shot beautifully, and they said, we'd like to put some of that footage into the, with the documentary. I'm like, dude, if I had that footage, I'm, absolutely. It's yeah. like the most badass live stuff. And then the company, the German company that shot shot, yeah. shot this live, it was a show overseas, shot it, got into legal stuff over the rights and the everything and they fought for almost two years oh two years trying to get the to be able to use this footage and and so and then by that time it it was so beyond after the fact that they never released the documentary all right new thought for lon at machinima this fucker's gonna wreck your company (laughs) this fucker i I mean lon this this fucker is like bad news all right bad news guys don't watch this series your fucking eyeballs are gonna pop out of your skull like, they check they, this out. Guys, this is, I mean, talk about a fucking Let rest. me just back you let it up. him in the building? Yeah. Shit, I fucking shook his hand. Back, God damn it. Let me back this up by reminding you guys, I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. What, now, what, what is that for? Your sister is short. Uh, Destruction? Yeah. Like, like short. wreaking havoc on no. many professionals. Dude, if you work in the industry, <laughs> right. this shit you just know happens. that you will have 500 failures Maybe one success, right. and that's called working. <laughs> right, right, but, right, um, right. So, what's this Guinness story? It's the shortest song to go top ten. You're right. You're right. The United States or whatever. It was what top ten so, in the UK. And somebody emailed me and said, "Good job on the on Guinness Book World Records." I'm like, "Why?" It's like a about? minute long, right? And a I minute fifteen. A minute twenty. And right. I, and I, I was like, "What?" And so, I went on Amazon and I bought. Guinness Book World Records. You bought the book. Yeah, and it came in the mail, and I opened it up, and I'm like, and there's a picture of me and everything. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit, I'm in the Guinness Book World Records. So then I contacted Guinness, and I said, I somehow got in your book. Can I have a, a plaque? A plaque, plaque, yeah. And so they mailed me one. I got, and I have it in my That's awesome. Yeah. 
And then some asshole on YouTube is going to go make a 30 second song. And good thing Pear Grip never released but will stuff it, that they But do will it go the top radio. 10? In, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you can write a shorter yeah. song. You, you listen to like Perry Grip, the dude from Nerf Herder, who puts those like 30 second songs together on YouTube? No. It, he, he's, he's fun, but you're right. Yours actually well, got. Well, writing a short song on, is easy. And he got on radio, top 10 in UK and where else? In Australia. Australia. Yeah. That is incredible. Bizarre. <laughs> Just like, and you, this is not even something you planned. No, I didn't. So maybe the plan. I had done the the song. I did the song five years before it that happened. So maybe the planning's what's fucking everything up. No, that could be. I mean, things need to happen naturally. There's an energy to just scatologically like going for it. That's true. And you know what? Every success I've ever had in my life has spawned, can be rooted to something I did naturally for fun. Yeah. Everything I've done ever. And if I get a job that pays my bills, it's because somebody saw something that I did for fun. Yeah. You know, and Sifflin Ollie I did for fun. I think there's I mean? something to be said for that. Yeah, it yeah. is. Because you know what? You're you're being you're you're doing it for the joy of it. And I think people can sense that yeah. when you're not doing it I hate when people do things so to so they feel like people will think they're smart. Right. You can't do things. Do you know what for, I mean? Like a lot of people yeah. are really hung up on how are people what are people gonna think about me? In, and in, if in you reality, just do people what you really don't, it want to matter. do. Yeah, if you're passionate, like you coming in and you're showing those photos of the project. I've never you're gotten doing, paid for geeks here. We've been doing like, it for six years. And it's like, yeah. it's because you love it. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what I think people that, especially sort of geeks and nerdy people and fans, <laughs> they understand that and right. connect to lo- loving something or getting into something. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge that's fan. That's why when we reached out to Liam. We can barely, the guy you can barely hear is Lon from Michigan. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the, the guy not mic'd at all. We're going to lean we'll in. We'll lean in and he'll yeah. be in super stereo. He's got, a, he's got the deepest voice, but we can't tell what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, we reached out to Liam because, um, I don't know, I, I, I thought he was great. I resonated with his stuff early on, and I knew that uh, he would bring a lot of authenticity to the network. And, and we, he's been podcasting, to, too. Machinima's often compared to MTV. Yes, and I thought, what a great opportunity here to, to bring a show that actually used to be on MTV to Machinima. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really helps define us as the new home for counterculture entertainment. You guys are bringing back Austin stories. We should try. <laughs> we should guys, try. You know, I, I grew up in Austin. Maybe like Austin stories. I can go back there, walk around with a camera. Yeah. Do yeah. like Slacker. Yeah, Slacker was, part yeah, two. Slacker. There was another one that you, I mentioned, Chuck Serino earlier. He had a show called Weird TV. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It was really like obscure. Well, I caught some of your some of your. If we're talking about old school MTV, I, I caught some of your employees re- reenacting undressed over in the bathroom. You might want to get on that shit. Yeah. I'll this this place is becoming a <laughs> this place is becoming a safe haven for that kind of uh, debaucherous behavior. Yep. It, you know what? It sounds great. like Liam picked the right place. But, but you know what? There's an attitude, and there's a, uh, a there's a. What's great about Machinima is it's it is a. It's a new type of network. It's the first sign of, of this new thing. Right. TV wishes it was the internet. TV but is going to be wishing it the internet exist, more in five it years. Can't resist, yeah. It can't exist without the internet right. now. It is now on life support by the internet is right. how it is surviving, really. And, and so it's like there's this new kind of network that's really – this is – Machino is really by the people. Yeah, it's, it's a democratization it, 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 of what we want. It yeah. became because – People reacted, and it and it, you know, it all came together, and, and it, it's sort of like, I feel like that's more, ex- that's way more exciting than a network, and and the sort of um, rules and 
that they put towards things. Right. I don't feel like there's rules. Right. You know what I mean? And right now there there really aren't rules because things haven't solidified. And so you can take advantage of that. And and so Mishima was just the perfect place. And I know it's a little different. Sifonali being on them is a little different than a lot of their other stuff because I'm a gamer and I watch Machinima videos. I know what they're about. I've watched, sat and watched, you know, like headshot clips and, like, you know, just like stuff sure. like that and people right. swearing and playing video games <laughs> and laughing and swearing, which is, there's a lot of that. It's, it's interesting too because it defines a lot the difference between the filmmakers and the gamers because anybody can have a capture card and, and you know, comment yeah, on, yeah. on uh, but, but it's rare that you have somebody who has the filmmaking sensibilities to actually come onto the network and create something unique mm-hmm. and valuable that brings an audience. It's about, yeah, and it's I about think, fucking time, too. And you know right. what? It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter <laughs> what, videos it doesn't for a matter what I make, it doesn't matter what I make or where it is, people will hate and love everything. Right. You're going to get rocks and roses right. thrown at you, always. And you can't go and to all their houses. And that's just the internet because that's people's opinions. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hate and love stuff. So it's like, but I know that this is different in the machinima world, but I'm, I'm hoping that it, you know, it it's going to piss off some Sifonali fans and it's going to please some gamers on machinima that don't even know who Sifonali are. Yeah. Um, but it's, and vice versa. So I think um, it's a good home, uh, you know, and, and it's cool to, they have a lot of reach. They have as much reach as as the best as a as a yeah, yeah as a as a as a cable network, and I would much rather do something like this where it's organic, organic yeah. and real, because this stuff does work and has always worked for me. You know these sort of situations. So, I, and it's also just fucking fun. <laughs> like it's really fun making them. You know what I mean? Like right. uh, it's it's fun to make them again. It's been a long time. So, well, guys, it's Sundays. Brand new episodes of Sifl and Ollie. They're going to be reviewing made-up games, but they, they were going to seem a bit familiar to you guys if you guys are gamers, which you probably are if you're listening to Geekscape. Um, I want to thank uh, Liam for coming on the show. Thank you. It's really us. fun, man. Uh, we look forward to all these episodes. I mean, eight episodes are going to be coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so spread the ahead. word. If you haven't subscribed to Machinima, it's on Machinima, not Machinima Prime. It's on, it's on Happy Hour. Okay. Happy okay. Hour so subscribe to it, guys, and... Um, you're going to be able to find out more information from. Do you have a website? Yeah, or Twitter is at Lynchland. At Lynchland, that's or the name my of your YouTube, my well. YouTube yeah. channel is Hey Liam, H E Y L I A M. Okay. So YouTube.com/slash Hey Liam. And follow Liam again on, on Twitter. I'm at Jonathan London on Twitter. Of course, we're going to be uh, t- telling you guys all about this stuff on Geekscape.net because um, be our friends on Facebook. We definitely need. Uh, I, we don't need friends. I just like having friends. As you guys heard, like three episodes ago, uh, when John Cabrera, who did that H Plus series, he goes, "Why'd you start Geekscape?" And I said, "Well, to make friends." Did you make any friends? No, but they've made friends with each other. Uh, you guys can go on Facebook, join Geekscape, and make friends with each other, uh, and also Twitter and YouTube. Search for Geekscape. You'll find us. Uh, Lon. Where can they, what's the best channel for them to subscribe to on YouTube? Um, well, subscribe to Machinima. YouTube.com slash Machinima, right? Yes, yes. Our, our weekend programming block is okay. called Happy Hour, All right. which is where Liam's content mm-hmm. lives. So that's that, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, look forward to, uh, to more from you, Liam. I, I want to see right. that Green Titty movie. Me too, dude. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs>